From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's the Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. I'm MJ. This is Mark. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How's everybody doing? It's nippy outside. It's awesome outside. Fall is my favorite time Me of too. year. Me too. Yeah. Sweaters that I can't wear because I have hot flashes. Um, boots, scarves, hats. Um, yeah, the only downside this time of year is when you live in a tiny house, you always have to go back and forth and decide pilot light on the furnace, no pilot light on the furnace. So, yeah, back and forth. But life is good. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful weather. The the uh, sunny skies and cool, crisp mornings followed by nice 70-degree afternoons. It's yeah. hard to be here in Portland. Yeah, that's true. It's that's so true. Beautiful. You just wouldn't expect that for December, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll have like a global warming thing and this is just stay, keep, keep on keeping on. It's funny because the, the 70 degrees only lasts like two hours. Right. It comes on really late and then it's gone by the time the sun goes down. Yep. Which is cool. Or hot. Or, yep. I was it. really surprised, though, that my uh, bookings in my village tend to are uh, still holding on. Nice, They're still holding on. Twenty six nights um, in October. Wow, that's so, amazing. So yeah, so we're still we're still going strong, stronger than I would have expected. Well, you've that's got three for sure. places there now. I have two. Two there. Okay. Two. This yeah. is the third coming. Yeah, on. the third okay. one I just showed you a couple minutes ago is coming on. Gotcha. That'll be ready to go and up and running in February. So twenty six nights total combined, or uh, 26 nights total, total combined, combined. Okay. but nice. 24 of them are the per- 20 20 of them are the perch or something i mean it's mm. the the uh, the birdhouse the 49 right. square foot mm-hmm. one is still catching it's still you know finding its feet shall we say yeah. um but um you know people don't necessarily like take showers when it's 40 degrees in the morning <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> unless they're a member of the Polar Bear Club. Mm-hmm. No, actually, what I did do, though, is I added robes, big, huge, fluffy oh, that's robes, nice. so they can get undressed, obviously, in the warmth of the house, uh-huh. and then go outside, take a shower, and then just pop right back in the house to get dressed. So that way, at least, they don't have to be cold. Right. Um, but yeah, it's actually really cool because I did that the other day. I put a robe on and traipsed the 150 feet down the hill uh-huh. and uh, it was still dark outside. It's still morning. Anyways, it's pretty cool because you turn that hot water on and it's like steam, steam and dark <laughs> nice. and cold and you're like under the hot water and you're like, okay, I don't want to leave. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. It's a proud mama over here. Yes, it's actually, it's a fun, it's super fun. The nest got empty, and then three more moved in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and now I think it's I told a village you guys, now. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and now I think I told you guys I'm building a duplex. Did I tell you that? Two no, tiny houses no. on one trailer. No. With a breezeway in between. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a tiny no house amusement park. I have to do what no one has done yet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Um, so they're they're going to each be rel- how small? <clears throat> um, the one on the front will be about 80 square feet. Okay. It will sleep three 
Um, so we're going to do triple bunks. Are you just stacking coffins now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Actually, I was you know I was watching the show on Netflix, um, and the guy, the consultant that comes in and he renovates Airbnbs and he takes them from shit to like two hundred fifty dollars a night. Anyway, wow. his theme is heads and beds. Nice. Like, if you have an Airbnb, oh, well, that's our office. Nope. That is now a bunk room, right? I mean, his whole theme is people really need what they call the shit shower shave. That's what they're there for. Very few people cook when they're traveling, but some. Hmm. That's why when you have an Airbnb, you really downplay the kitchen. And you can even, as you know, even downplay the bathroom as long as it's basic functionality. Right. Um, but, hey. Heads and beds, warm beds, nice linens, cool pictures. Um, so it's kind of a strategy thing. That's actually a good strategy. I could see that because the Airbnbs that I've hung out in, we, my wife and I have always been disappointed with the beds and the pillows. So much so that we just bring our own pillows. Really? Wow. Yeah. And um, we haven't really, let's see, only in one Airbnb did we stay like the day. Really? In, in it, inside right. it, right. inside it. Right. Yeah, most of the time we were out, and then, like like this guy you're talking about says, all we were using it for was to sleep. And if the beds are crappy, they get a bad review. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And so, hmm. um, anyway, so the duplex, one of them will be kind of um, again more of a bunkhouse design with three little bunks, um, a bath, you know, a basic, a basic, you know, a toilet and a, and a kitchenette and that kind of thing. Hmm. And then the other one will actually have an indoor shower, an indoor Ooh, nice. tub, a queen size bed, a wow. small kitchenette, and then the breezeway will have a hammock. Uh, maybe a couple of chairs. In between the two? In between the two. <laughs> How much space is in between the two? Uh, depends on the length of the trailer, probably anywhere from 10 to 12 feet. How long is the trailer going to... How long are you of a trailer are you looking probably for? Probably going to do a 28-foot trailer. Wow. Ooh, that's big. So, the, yeah. so the, the big one in the back with the kitchen and the bath... That's for the adults and the bunkhouse is for the kids? Kind of. And that's a good idea. Get unless, those kids out of the right. unless shot you're, so unless we can you're have traveling. If this tiny house is rocking, exactly. stay on the other side of the hammock. Exactly. <laughs> unless it's four or five adults also traveling together, right? That's the thing. Is Yes, that's cool for a family. Yeah. But at the same or time. a bunch of clowns. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, two or three adults could travel easily together. There's, you know, an indoor shower if you need it. Oh, there's yeah. an indoor bathroom if you need it. There, you know, like, so there's just a lot more. Fl- it's a lot more flexibility to the space, and nobody's done it, that's which the is best the best part. part. Yeah, that's the best part. Like, I'm, I'm almost. I have to admit, I'm almost getting a little bored with tiny house architecture. <laughs> there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Exactly. Well, one of these times, you're going to come up with. Oh, I see why no one did it now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know how that roof line is going to transport. That's for mm, sure. Well, yeah. Because the roof line is going to be shared. Oh, so my the roof God. goes all the way across. The breezeway is covered. Oh, wow. boy. You, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mark's you just face drive really slow. Mark's yeah. face, is, his mind is really <laughs> spinning. So, yeah, I don't know how that roof line is going to travel. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's yet another exciting adventure for Michelle (laughs) of the Tiny House Podcast. We shall see. I didn't know if it was okay to use your last name. I almost used it. Yeah, you can. I mean, I'm Googleable. Most people know me. That's true. 
So this pregnant Speaking pause has been. <laughs> <laughs> this pregnant pause has been brought to you by Starbucks. Actually, by Sean O'Neill, <laughs> who is our guest today. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. So according to Michelle's rundown that I just received before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's always the truth. Yes. I mean, that's always the case. Come on, let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> Sean uh, is the owner of Black River Rustic Design, but that's not why we're here. Sean actually um, built a tiny house of his own and turned out that, uh, well, we're going to find out why he doesn't want to keep it. He's going to be selling it. I'm trying not to, down, to I'm not, I'm trying not to denigrate the tiny house like he doesn't want to live in it because it's a piece of crap. That's not the reason, fellas. So we're going to find out why and we want to welcome Sean to the show. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you. Thanks. Golf so, club. He's got a face full of regret right now. <laughs> so it's his first time, so we're making it extra uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. No. Um, do you live in Portland? No, I don't. I live in Chehalis. Oh, okay. Washington. Yeah. Well, welcome to Portland. Thanks. I'm sure you've been here before. I have. Okay. <laughs> so give us the rundown. How did you end up in uh, building your own tiny house? Well, first of all, I've got a background construction, so I built houses and... Um, remodeled houses and um just before the downturn i uh bought a barn from 1891 hand oh, wow. hewn timbers um great barn took it down the work went away there was uh, no money being lent out to build houses so here i am with the barn i had to decide what i'm going to do with my time so i started building first of all i built a tiny barn basically on a old RV trailer hmm. and that sold this guy had a barn said hey this make perfect playhouse for my kids it matches my barn wow. would you sell it and I said well sure and then um, how much you sell it for I said actually that was for like $4,000 so it was not bad at the time you know? <laughs> especially for my time I already had the barn the wood and stuff and the these RV trailers you could pick them up pretty inexpensively then now people are wanting more money for yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, th I did this at my buddy's um, business where he did um, cedar rail fencing. And when he'd get a load of wood, it would be, he couldn't use the seven to eight inch, six inch ones. So he said, hey, I want to build a log cabin, but I don't have a place to build one. Hmm. I wanted to build one since I was a kid. So I found another RV trailer and I bought these logs off of them and I used threaded rods to tie it to the building six foot sidewalls pitch like this you know um, 412 uh, uh, pitch and it was 14 feet by 9 feet and that ended up selling that as a, a mother-in-law suite out in somebody's front yard you didn't sell it to the, or give it to the guy who said he always wanted to build one no, I was the guy. Oh, that was oh, you were the guy. Oh, I see. I used to I watch, you know, watching Daniel Boone growing up. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I never had a place where are you going to build a log cabin. Yeah. I want to build one, but I don't know where to build one. Thread rods. <laughs> yeah, to tie them in. Like this, like I a know. real log. Would it be uh, really short ones, though? I can't no, imagine. No, they're six feet. I mean, they went the, from the trailer all the way up to the top i'm just trying wow. to oh you put the thread rod on first and then you dropped right, and then yeah. you would drop the logs onto the thread okay that makes sense just like a real log house and then right. you could actually mm -hmm. tighten them up huh. uh, the most shocking thing about building a log cabin is the price of caulking chinking it's incredible huh. so what what backing up a bit uh -huh. when you bought the barn what would you have normally done with the barn wood i would this is before the barn wood craze but i was going to put 
the beams because they're hand hewn and mortise and tendon. I was going to put them as faux beams in the houses to give accents. Mm. Oh, right. I see. And how many of those beams were in that barn? Oh, there were several, um, 30, 40 of them. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how much did you pay for the barn? I We paid 1100 and then took it down by hand. Eleven hundred dollars. That was a, that was out. That was crazy. Back that was then. outrageous yeah. back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. How big was the barn? It was very large. Uh, well, I want to say it was about forty-eight by thirty. Hmm. Two-story. Forty-eight by thirty feet. I feet, take it. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, which is good-sized barn. Um, and then we had a Canadian offer us somebody from Canada. He wanted our beams, so we sold a big chunk of those beams to him. For over $1,100? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cover right, yeah. <laughs> wow. And then... Um, then he had all the walls and now the rest of the stuff left over. Well, yeah. And then I started building furniture. So, From that same... Yeah, okay. that same barn I wanted to build a... Well, I've always wanted a country table. So I built a dining table. And one of the customers came in to my friend's... Um, Mill, because <laughs> that's where I was building it. That's yeah. where my stack the wood. Uh-huh. And um, he's like, "Hey, are you going to sell that?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I'll sell it." And then it just went from there. So oh, wow. I've always been into construction, and so after years of 2011s, when I started building the furniture, and I'm still today doing furniture and. Um, Remodeling inside houses. Now you've got a new stash of wood, though, right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> unlimited. It's just keeping that out of exactly. Constantly <laughs> looking for wood. Yeah. Um, and yeah, back in the day, uh, for example, a two by 12, eight foot long, cost me $6. Now it's about six dollars a foot. Yeah. Wow. So it's, <laughs> wow. yeah, it just it got popular and the prices just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. A lot like the tiny home trailers. Right. Yeah. I remember they're like twenty two hundred dollars. Now they're five thousand. Right. You know. Right. Is part of that too though, just because it's aged wood and you just there's only so much of it. So the more people want it, the less of it there is, the more expensive it is. It's what people don't realize is the labor intensity of taking down the barn and saving it without Uh, can't just tear it down with the big old cat and have it's so great though it has so much personality to it i mean the grains and the rustic and the you know um kill your blades though a lot of it has actually metal inside of the wood yes it does (laughs) yeah oh man i've killed more than a few planer blades right but so what i'm doing with the tiny homes is incorporating the modern with the rustic and so i'm purchasing a place where the house needs remodeled and i've been eating out for the last year and a half so therefore i built this tiny home kitchen (laughs) 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 and so when people saw it they're like wow you should sell these things because this is really cool they really like the look and so that's why how i met michelle and she, so you know Michelle's crazy. She goes on <laughs> Craigslist almost every other week and types in tiny home and tiny house. Oh, nice. I always go on Craigslist to see what is going on, right? How many new ones, what the new prices are, how many people are giving up on their projects halfway through, <laughs> um, how many people are building overweight to their trailer, which is like 95% of the people. How do you know that? By Just um, by looking at it, you can tell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, well, you can tell. So we've talked, we may have talked about this. If you actually count the lugs on the wheels on on the you know on the tires themselves mm-hmm. the lugs on the wheels you can actually approximate 
the axles. And then, if you know how long it is, then you can also approximate how many pounds per linear foot Mm. based on the construction method. Mm -hmm. So by looking at a floor plan or by looking at a house in a construction, I can tell you right away whether or not it's going to be over or under the weight allowed for the trailer. And Hmm. like you said, the RV trailers are relatively inexpensive, right? Or they were. And even though nowadays, for instance, you might pay a thousand bucks, but you're gonna pay a thousand bucks for a thirty foot long R V trailer that only has seven thousand pounds of available weight. Because uh, it's got two thirty five hundred pound axles. Uh, there is no way yeah. unless you do some really, really janky stuff yeah. that you can get a 30-foot-long, quote-unquote, house that's going to be less than 7,000 pounds. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that's why I found him. Um, and I tried to push Alyssa, my daughter, who's a chef who wants to have her own tiny house restaurant. I tried to push her to buy it. And then she called her dad, and her dad said, you don't need to take on more debt right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, of course, if you sort tiny houses by low prices to high, he was, like, front and center, so I had to go see it. I actually, went, <laughs> We actually hung out a couple days ago. I had, to, I had to go see it. Very cool. But I thought you had a question. I did. <laughs> now I completely forgot. Oh, actually, I want to go back to the. Actually, I want to go back to the uh, log cabin build. Sure. So you used chinking, or you used this term that our tiny house listeners may not be um, familiar with. You said caulking, and then chinking, and then there was something. So I know what it is, but can you explain a little bit more about what that is, as far as the log cabin build and and how you use it? Sure. Chinking is basically like a thinner caulk um, that uh, you buy from a log cabin supply house and it's it goes on uh, it comes in a tube or you can get it in a bucket for the really wide mm-hmm. spaces and I thought you know you had a little inch gap and I put the foam insulation in there and then filled it with the chinking but it just that tube goes about four inches really really <laughs> I had to keep going back and go wow. back and, and, and unless you almost have no space underneath right? yeah and it's not cheap stuff so so the spacing you're talking about is the space between it's the logs yeah. when you actually lay the one log on top, on top of the here. other mm-hmm. what is that space in between there because it's not really um, insulation right right um, so is that the why is that the only product that would be relevant for that application? Why couldn't you use good old fashioned Home Depot three dollar a bucket uh, chalk caulking? Because of movement of the logs, okay, a, a natural movement. Even if you're not bringing it down the road, that yeah. dries out and the moisture content. If you put logs together and you put some heat in there, it's going to start shrinking the right. logs, and that's why you have the threaded rods with the nut on top to mm-hmm. tighten them back down. Even in real uh, log homes, they have spaces notched out in your walls to tighten up the threaded I didn't know rod. that. Yeah. Huh. The chinking, I, I once stayed in a log cabin, a luxury, luxury log cabin that had chinking that was like three inches tall. Uh-huh. To I, our listeners, incredible. when he said luxury log cabin, <laughs> he used air quotes. Yes. <laughs> he means it might have had a shitter in it. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I, I mean it, it, it looked like a log cabin, but it was more like a house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a well-constructed house, but it had uh, logs that were cut flat. Mm-hmm. They were, they were. The round part was cut off, and then the chinking was, like I said, about three inches. It was beautiful. Right. Are they uh, round on the outside? No, they were not round. They were on not the round. Okay. Yeah. If, if it's round on the outside, square on the inside, that's called a D log because it's shaped sense. like a D. Mm-hmm. And um, if actually, they're square, they're just called logs. Yeah. Or boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the actual the the. 
quicker to put up one was to keep it round. The more ex- extravagant, this is a high-end log house yeah. back in the day, was cut in square. Oh, oh interesting. Because really? yeah, so a lot more labor. The log cabin we had in Manzanita was rounded logs, but it was put together tongue and groove, mm-hmm. which I think means it didn't have any of the... Chinking in it? No chinking in it, right? Right. Is but that that yeah. would be a manufactured... Product okay. is that what you're talking oh, about? Where it's routed out and then it's it, I think so. Together. And then yeah, yeah. just kind of right. like a Lincoln it, log basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all like I said, manufactured because it's all milled to one specific size. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. they would have had yeah, they would have had yep. to act, instead of just debarking, they would have had to actually machine that it log. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were all the same right. size except for the stuff in the inside and whatnot. But yeah. But if you're using the small logs that you were talking about and they're just debarked, they're, they're just debarked. So, I right, debarked so them with the old scraper and they're all twisted and turned and nice. had the really cool knots and stuff. Wow. So it's a beautiful little place. But Where is that place now? In Chalice. It's you, in someone's yard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh right. You sold it to someone else. Yeah. Okay. And are, did you live... So you built this tiny house. Mm-hmm. Actually, we didn't get to that part. So you, you built this cabin, sold it, and then how'd you get to the tiny house? Well, I like I said, I've been uh, doing my furniture, and then I came across this deal for it's a little 1930s house on tw- two acres. And it just needed gutted. So I went in and gutted it. And it's taken some time. And I was like, you know what? I've been eating out for almost two years. <laughs> I need to have a little kitchen because it's getting expensive. So that's why I built this little kitchen, found this trailer, said, hey, I can use this kitchen. And it was summertime, so I'm thinking inside and outside. So where the trailer used to go out has these little wings, metal wings in front of the tires and behind them. I put little seating and big windows on both sides of this tiny trailer so you can serve food out, out of the trailer and people can <clears throat> sit around it. So you built a you built a kitchen and then you built a house around it. No, I built the kitchen. <laughs> so it is just the kitchen. <laughs> See, just the kitchen. Uh, and, and I've had people off my ad ask me, Will you can you build me a tiny house like that design? And there's so many talented people in Portland yeah. building tiny houses. Yeah. I want to stick specifically to what I call micro spaces. Not everybody needs a tiny house. I'm working with a, a company called Six Twenty Eight in uh, Orlando, Florida, and they sell women's clothing. They have a brick and mortar. They want to take it on the road. So we're designing a tiny microspace, right. Right. Yeah, a boutique with a changing room and I see. all this. Oh. So Interesting. Yeah. So so you, you're tiny, and this is why your daughter, you were trying to get your daughter to buy it because right. this is actually a kitchen. It's nothing else. Right. Right. Got it. Well, and also has like um, a cool like little settee, I would call it, built into it as well. So um, having a tiny house, quote unquote, restaurant, she doesn't want to do the food cart thing mm-hmm. because been there, done that, and mom doesn't do that. So mm-hmm. we do um, a kitchen, which, of course, you can f- eat or excuse me, cook and then serve out the windows. But if you have any seating inside at all, the people can come inside and sit and watch you make your food, and mm. you can have a conversation. You can have, like, intimate $150 for two people, custom-made, you oh, know, chef true. right yeah. in front of you kind mm-hmm. of experience. So, yeah, I thought it was a perfect um, a perfect option for her, but um, not only financially, but life-wise, she's just not ready to push herself that far, mm-hmm. and I was trying to push her in that direction. Like, right. that's your dream. Here's a good... 
project just because of course, there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it still needs, you know, it's still for what she would need. She'd need to still build it out more and decorate it and do all that stuff. So I'm like, buy this. This will 100% consume all this extra mental energy you have going on right now. I know how that goes. Um, but anyway, she said no. <laughs> well, but be- nonetheless, I had to go see it. I was, was going to so say adorable. the beauty of these. One of my sales pitches, let's say, is um, if you need a space for temporary year or two, and then you're finished with it, like an office. What what would it cost to add an office to your house? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But once you use the space, you can always sell it. So you're the, the uh, so personally speaking, where do you live? In Chehalis. I'm, I know in Chehalis, in, but like, what are you living in? A trailer. Okay. Camp trailer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you still remodeling the the the, t- the other house? The house. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the camp trailer doesn't have any cooking facilities. That's why you built this Correct. kitchen. Okay. Does the, is the camp trailer heated? It's got its a space heater. Okay. Like. <laughs> Are the walls like a tent, or is it more like a? It's a it's a fifth wheel, so it's got okay. the little thin walls, and yeah, it's not real comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever sleep in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. Is there it. a heater in the kitchen? <laughs> hey, this There's is cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I wear layers. <laughs> How long have you been living this way? Two years. Oh, wow, yeah. man. You are like on the frontier. You are yeah. Daniel Damn Boone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it was another thing. We went to look at this little tiny house, and mm-hmm. he's like, I think I need to put some heat in here. And I'm like, oh, here's the heater that you need. It's going to fit yeah. right here. 3.95 amps of power. Power. Yeah, he wasn't really quite sure. He thought I was taking over his whole his whole world when no, I went you're, up there. You're full of knowledge. So there's there's electricity and I'm looking at the pictures on Correct. Facebook. There's yeah. electricity. So so where does the electricity come from? So that's <laughs> Shayless. <laughs> <Shailas. laughs> yeah, it has a uh, plug-in on the outside, oh, okay. so you could just run an extension cord. It's, okay. it's a single line. Okay. So it's sort of like hardwired. Um, so yeah. it's actually like an appliance. It, the kitchen is like an appliance. No, the whole house. I mean, that's what I meant. The, yeah, yeah. the whole wow. house is like an appliance. Yeah. It's like already it. got the cord attached to it <laughs> right. and like coiled on the front of the house, and it's hardwired. So there's no you know panels or sure. breakers or that kind of thing. He'll have have a um, you have GFI breaker, you know that will. That, but anyways, yeah, it's, hmm. it's so is the birdhouse though. So again, I totally appreciate the uh, the minimalist approach at uh, at the electricity. Um, it was for my own use. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's, <laughs> it's just so cool. Though. Incredible. So, are you eventually going to live in the house that you're rebuilding? Yes. Okay. Yes. I see. And how much longer is that going to take? Oh, it's the more I look at the house, the more it has to come down. Oh, so, oh it's yeah, still going it's, down. It's, it's terrible oh, wow. um, the more walls i open up and so i'll probably leave one wall so it's a remodel and <laughs> take it <laughs> exactly from there. Wow. exactly how much you buy that house for eleven hundred dollars almost yeah it was a takeover we can't afford to pay it anymore oh so, interesting yeah. huh. and you knew it was going to be pretty much a right from scratch right and so it's just I have to. I'm always looking for something to expand my business. Mm-hmm. So I have a problem spending money that I'm not going to get a return yeah. on right away. Sure. <laughs> and so that's why I'm doing the tiny houses. I just enjoy working. So, yeah. And I'm comfortable where I live. I'm not, you know, I've had the nice house. I've had my kids are raised. Yeah. You know, so 
it's uh, it's all good. You're no longer married. No. Okay. Not. You're smiling about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't worry, she'll never. Touche. So okay, so um, wow. So have you? You said you, you said a number of times that you like construction, and now you just said you liked work working. Is this something I, you've done as a kid? Yeah, I, my dad was. Uh, Worked for a very large construction company that they used to do five thousand, you know, five to a thousand house developments. Oh wow! He mm-hmm. was the guy that would purchase the properties and stuff. And I remember just little getting paid to put in, you know, bark around the trees and stuff. I mean, he had us working. So you weren't pulling nails. That's what that's what we did when we like we got paid like a penny a nail or oh, something, wow. you know, oh to recycle old construction lumber. Yeah. You know, work sites, they have a piles and mm-hmm. piles of, of extra sure. wood. So it'd be like you go with throw, and it's nails and all different sizes and shapes and everything. And my dad had this grand idea that we were going to, uh, you know, harvest the leftover construction waste. And he paid us like a penny a nail. And I think I did that for like a couple days until I figured out. What the math I just, was. I just worked for two days and I made like six bucks. <laughs> uh, now. Time to renegotiate, Dad. Yeah. No, we were spoiled growing up. It was always brand new housing. So oh. we didn't have to do that. But what I get out of the furniture, even building the new houses, building tiny homes is my creative outlet. Yeah. I can do what I want. Um, when I built new houses... Um, starting off, it was always the spec. You know, I just I'd build a spec house, and somebody likes it, they like it, and then it became, uh, "Can you build us a custom home?" A lot with the tiny house. Can we build me that, but this way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like giving up my freedom <laughs> as far as uh, creativity. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I've told people I'll work with other companies that want to build the frame for you or something, and I'll help put my design and and look into your hmm. tiny house. Hmm. How many how are you are you getting a steady stream of business on the tiny house side? And like how, said, so how did you do that? <laughs> like I said I was uh, I was telling Michelle I was actually turning down because I'm not set up uh, for these builds that these people want. Huh. Hmm. It's just like uh, if you want me to put my creative input I can work with you. But as far as I know, it sounds crazy to be turning away business. But there's a look. I have a look that people like. Um, but that, well, look, how would you... that look is accomplished in the aesthetics, not in the functionality. Exactly. Right. And again, there's so many tiny house companies out there. Mm-hmm. You like buy a shell, bring me the shell, mm-hmm. and we'll put the my aesthetics, my touch, mm-hmm. my create. And it's again part of part of the reason why I invited them is because it's sort of the same approach. Um, a lot of the same approach that I take as far as it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't envision I'm not saying never but I don't envision getting myself into the tiny house building business <clears throat> as far as building them and selling them to other people um, unless it's a really really high-end boutique half a million dollar house or something that I get a play and spend more money right. than should be legal that type of situation <laughs> but um, but my point is is that you know I like the I like the approach as far as nope I'm not a tiny house quote unquote builder. Um, I may build them, I may dabble, I may like side hustle type of thing. But what I really do is I'm way, you know, I'm creative and I'm about the aesthetic and the work ethic and the and the materials and that's kind of more of my my genre. So I, I felt as if him and I had a lot in common in that regard. And 
we talk about using tiny houses as tools, and I think this is another great story as an opportunity to, again, use it as a side hustle, use it as, a, again, another creative outlet, and still be able to contribute to the movement. How did you, how did, how are the people finding you? On Craigslist, I really don't have an advertising uh, plan. plan going. <laughs> but are you on, on Craigslist? Do you, do you put something on Craigslist? I just had my tiny home, and then um, for my business, my uh, furniture business, mm-hmm. it's almost 90% referral. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then there's another project I'm working on beside the tiny boutique is a, uh, a, a brewery. We're going to put together like a pub on wheels type mm-hmm. of thing, so that's going to be fun to make. Are they oh, a local? Those are fun. Yeah. Are they a local brewery? They're up in the Seattle area. And how they find you? I through my furniture business. You built some furniture for them. I'm doing work. Yeah, I put in handrails and stuff like that, and build some furniture pieces for them. So how'd that conversation go? I told them about my new venture, uh-huh. <laughs> and they said that sounds very exciting. We'll talk about that. You know, uh, once you get ready and we're ready and we'll see how your work is and they're they actually love our work you know my brother works with me huh and so uh they're just like yeah well, let's talk about this now so wow we're just in the planning stages on that again very cool as far as a micro spaces right mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. tiny houses mm-hmm. and yet they're not really houses they're designed more micro, for other things exactly not more of a yeah mobile and I spaces was, was kind of hooked what how do i advertise this yet it's not a house so right. i put it tiny house kitchen i mean that kind of doesn't make sense it, but. D- it doesn't really well, it's, it's also kind of like do you like this chair how would you like a house <laughs> exactly it's like when you said you built a kitchen i was imagining just like a, a countertop and some cabinets and a sink and an oven but nothing around it i was like how are you doing this? and that's what i had to catch people's eye and it worked obviously yeah, yeah. yeah. michelle's eye on that only ad. for those of us that are stupidly obsessed <laughs> <laughs> so but apparently there's enough of us you're turning us away so apparently just saying so this the what are the what are the, the legalities of building something like this there aren't nearly as many as a, res, a living spaces are there michelle well as far as the tiny house kitchen um again if you were going to go full commercial legit kitchen um you would have to of course um meet the specifications of the health department now those however are more really about um food storage mm-hmm. Um, so the health department themselves are not really as concerned about whether or not this kitchen is safe to take down the road. So in one regard, it's actually easier, right? Because you're not trying to get occupancy or live in it right. or be on the down low or where do I park it or all right. that stuff. On the other hand, it's a little bit more complicated because you're taking on a different level of sort of regulation. Mm. But again, but like, that's only if you want to go like legit like kitchen or, or restaurant or food cart. But the changing room example, the boutique, boutique. the dressing boutique, it's just a, it's nope. a trailer. That's it's a trailer. Utility yeah. trailer. There's wow. like zero yeah. legalities. Right, like right. It's, a, it's a fancy box on yeah. wheels. Mm-hmm. So, You're going to electrify yeah. it though, right? Yes. And put heat in it? Yes. Yeah. And um, Actually, no heat, air conditioning. They're no, in they're Florida. Florida. Oh, they're in Florida. Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You're going to put hidden cameras in the dressing rooms? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Wireless connection back to your cabin? <laughs> but, actually, I'm not putting the fixtures in. I'm oh, just yeah? supplying the the spot for the, okay. they're going to lay out the fixtures. How did they find you? That um, tiny house tiny kitchen house <laughs> ad I have really. <laughs> also, the Go American Craigslist. Great American. <laughs> actually, this was on 
Tiny House listings. Oh, was it? Uh, okay. okay. So also the Great American Tiny House Show contacted you and wanted him to bring his tiny house to the show. Now wait a second. So th- there, there are other people that are doing these kind of things like that. Isn't Tiny House Innovations? Didn't they build like a, a very expensive brass cladded? Uh, oh li- yeah, uh, doers. Yeah, yeah, yeah single malt scotch yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to denigrate what you're doing. Okay, it's but those guys are seemingly, in my mind, anyway, much more out and uh, people are aware of. Are they just so much yes, more expensive? But uh, yes, that's okay. the difference. Uh, I mean, okay. for instance, California Closets um, yeah. just bought, I think, like six or seven of them. And I think they're worth like three million bucks. Like e- for e- no, no, for together. six of them. Really? Yeah. That's still a lot of money. So, but this, but Doers again, Doers whiskey or bourbon or whatever. Right, that yeah. one was, I think, two hundred and seventy thousand or two hundred fifty, wow. sixty, seventy thousand. So again, those that you're they're out there from that perspective as far as having a reputation for big brands, mm-hmm. but I still think that there's a lot of opportunity for the smaller brands sure. or the more mom and pops to support the individual boutiques or the smaller breweries that don't have $250,000 yeah, for a mobile million. pub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still think there's um, room in the market for a little bit smaller, simpler, um, and again, that co- kind of gets back to the basic values, too, like the maker's movement. Yeah. Right. So, so Michelle, going to focus on Michelle here for a little bit here. So this, I hate it's, it when that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, so, just so you know, I really hate this. You can just feed her some of those grapes from over exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> I got to peel them first. Yeah. <laughs> Should I put the fan down? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're on board. <laughs> so so the, is, the, is the movement, is the tiny house movement, is this another sign of like the morphing of the tiny house movement absolutely where people are just trying to find a way to make money in this thing and right it turns out um, we still can't mention what we talked about last time that company that went out of business can no we, we okay. can't oh. we can or cannot no okay so so um with with builders possibly i was going to say seemingly or maybe possibly struggling to find customers um because of all kinds of reasons. Right, right. Builders are now looking for opportunities like what Sean's fine. Right. I don't know that the builders that are left, <laughs> they're really falling off. I mean, Are they really? Right. Oh, man. I don't know that the ones that are left are necessarily having a problem finding customers. For instance, I there's two um, relatively famous or rel- well-known trailer manufacturers here in, in Portland. One of them has a 10-week backlog for tiny house trailers. Wow. And the other one I talked to yesterday is just quote unquote really getting serious about getting in the tiny house business or tiny house trailer business they um they just couldn't order for like 12 from one person from one person from one builder so my wow. point is is that i think that the builders that are left are are not quote unquote having a hard time finding customers right. because there's so many builders that are not making it that are dropping off how many would you with say that are said, left however with that said however there's still um, a tremendous amount of room for the low head operations. The big time builders that are surviving, oh, yeah. they're surviving because they're doing 12, 15, 25 builds a month. You know, I mean, right. they're cranking these suckers out yeah. left right. and right. Right? They're buying materials in bulk, and yeah. they're they've got operational staff and website people, and there's these huge, you know, organizations. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still a tremendous amount mm-hmm. of value on the on the. One on one, the custom the artistic type. side, custom, yeah, the, exactly, the well designed. Um, it's still going to kind of be at the forehead in some ways. The forehead, the forehead, <laughs> the forehead. <laughs> the forefront, you mean? Thank <laughs> you, Jesus. Where's so my tea? Try to 
find a custom house or a custom tiny house for less than 40 grand, 50, 60 grand, impossible. Mm. Customs are in the six figures now. Mm. That's what I thought. I was I was thought you were going to say try to find a custom house for less than $100,000. Well, there's a few builders on the East Coast that are, you know, they're building, still building customs in the are 20 to 30 range. Are they good at that range. price? They're not RVIA certified. Okay. I mean, that, again, then you sort of get into the legalities and the yeah. and the size of the organizations and the investment that they put in the certifications. Yeah. But again, I mean, I I drove all the way up to Chehalis um, <laughs> for no other reason than to just look at this and say, mm-hmm. this is really cool. Like, this is a different take on it, yeah. on the movement. This yeah, is yeah. a different, this is a different, you know, a different way of looking at the space. Well, this is really, really fascinating, the, uh, where this whole thing is going. How, how would you, how many of the builders, like, if, if there's 100% of builders, how many would you say are no longer operating? I would say, let me see, if you go back and you look at all the builders, let's say, as a, as a finite data set, if you look at all the builders that we have interviewed yeah, that's what I was in the say. podcast, I would say easily 50 to 70% of them are no longer in business. Wow. It probably looked easy in the front end. Oh, oh hell fact, yeah, it looked easy on the front end. Yeah. I could sell a lot of these. Yeah. As Oops. a matter of fact, I would even go so far as to say 50 to 70% of the people we've interviewed yeah. that were living in a tiny house or, or building their own tiny house, right. like, of that, I would say, again, the fallout rate, even outside of the builder world, just individuals doing their first, I mean, it. the dropout rate is amazing. When you say dropout rate, do you mean they stopped living in their tiny house? Correct. Yeah, so I was going to, yep. so what do you think that is? I think that goes back to the tiny houses. Two things. I think if you build your own, um, when you get all done with it, um, it may not have turned out as well as you wanted it to. In terms of like comforts and features and functions. Okay. Let me say, actually, globally, it takes a tremendous amount and really, really um, intense introspection. On all fronts, on the downsizing, on the solitude, mm-hmm. solitary existence, mm-hmm. the small space, the functionality, the maintenance, mm-hmm. the work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're tiny, but they're not simple. Yeah. So for people that buy them and then don't longer sell them, that's because, oh, I chunked down 50 grand. This is going to be awesome. And then like six months later, they're like, oh, my God. I don't like myself. Yeah. That much. And for people that build them, yeah. they spend two years of their life and then yeah. they get done and they're like, Oh, really? Not exactly. So, um, wow. You know, and then there's the people that built them as singles, and then now they have a got married or have. Then there's the couples that now have kids. Like there's tiny houses are very much a tool. They're very much almost a transitional Mm -hmm. thing. um, Except for crazy people like me, right? (laughs) With their village. With their really, really, I just collect them now. It's like my own, <laughs> exactly. it's like my own version of hoarding. God, right? yeah, yeah, thank God it's not like boots. Too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just can't get enough. Yep. Um, well, Sean, thank you so much for driving down Thanks, from Chehalis to be here for the show in person. It was nice seeing you putting the name with the face and hearing your stories. And Thanks for having me. Yeah, and good it's luck fun. with it. I guess you don't need luck because you've got all kinds of business <laughs> coming in. Congratulations on thank you. the movement. Where are you going? Yeah, Thanks. great. And Thanks very much. I appreciate your time. And Tiny House listeners, thank you for listening to yet another one of our Tiny House podcast shows. And uh, come back next week because we're going to be back again. See you later. Namaste. See you. Be ya. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. 
Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>